This is the Biz News Podcast, one-on-one conversations with experts in business and personal development. From selling shoes to running a company that renovates bathrooms to helping other small business operators actually enjoy small business ownership, Pete Moore has been an owner or advisor to a myriad of small businesses. These days, he says, he's spending most of his time helping other business owners with simplifying their entrepreneurship. He says most of the people he works with are doing okay financially, but they're no longer keen on working 50, 60, even 70 hours a week or more at their businesses. But is it really possible to get to a more even work-life balance? Pete Moore offers some ideas in this edition of Biz News Interviews. Well, uh, my name's Pete Moore, and I am a lifelong entrepreneur, Douglas. You know, I've spent better part, almost 30 years now, uh, being a business owner, starting with franchises and in the sort of, we used to do bathroom renovations. I had a cleaning franchise for 10 years that we grew from 30 customers to 300 customers, and we sold it. Uh, I've usually had a couple of different businesses on the go at the same time, most of my career, Douglas, and I call I kind of call that being a multipreneur where you're juggling different uh, businesses at the same time. And I helped people buy and sell businesses as a business broker, a licensed business broker as well uh, for a company called Sunbelt, which is headquartered down where you are, of course, in Florida, uh, hence the name. But um, I uh, that's how I found one of the businesses that we still own. And I just celebrated 13 years, uh, about two weeks ago of owning that business. And it's a shoe store called Shootopia. And so we are still retailers. We have a couple of Shootopia stores now. I did buy the one and then we had another couple of other ones and and we're down to two now after COVID and what have you. But uh, those businesses do phenomenally well. I love shoe retailing. And um, I spend most of my time these days helping other business owners with simplifying entrepreneurship. And I'm a podcaster, have my own podcast called Business Owner Breakthrough. But most of the time, uh, most of my days are literally spent um, helping coach other business owners, break through some of their frustrations, create more freedom. Uh, and it's usually most of the business owners that I have uh, on, and then that I'm working with really uh, are doing okay. You know, they're doing fairly well and financially, but the issue is they, they don't necessarily maybe want to be working 50, 60, 70 hours a week anymore and are looking for a little bit more out of their business. So we help them through a variety of, with a variety of different frameworks, clean up a little bit of that. It usually revolves around process and accountabilities and a variety of different things there and work on some of the missions and visions and guiding principles and what it is you want out of your business. Because as business owners, and I'm talking to the listeners here, as business owners, there's more to it than just your business, right? We we become business owners because we want a better life. And the idea is that you as the business owner shouldn't always be giving your life to support the better business. The better business should be there to support your better life. And oh, there's oh, a little frameworks around all of that sort of stuff to get your thinking around that, you know? Well, let, let us get into some of that framework because, Pete, if I... Uh did my research correctly, you own the better part of the English alphabet with uh, yeah. your five P's for business success, five F's for mm. better decision-making, and somehow yeah. only four A's for uh, accountability. 
there's lots of different, I, I like to put things in frameworks just to kind of remind myself so that I can think about different things in different ways, right? And, you know, we can start with five Ps because those are really foundational pieces to your business. And all of these things, you can literally sort of take the frameworks and overlay them onto whatever business you own. And uh, from that perspective, the five Ps go like this, understand your promise align your products, process, and people to that promise so that you can earn the right amount of profit. And I mean, we could talk anywhere from five minutes to three hours on this one. It's it's pretty easy to get into a full half day session or a full day session on these kind of things. But the idea around the promises and a lot of companies, well, first of all, everybody's for, sort of familiar with a mission and a vision, right? Your sort of your vision is that long-term 25-year goal type thing. The mission is a little more immediate. We used to say sort of between, you know, around one to three years. I'm saying more these days around one year is the mission because it's it's really hard to, um, with all of the constant change in our businesses these days, it's hard to extrapolate that farther. So that ends up becoming the vision. The mission's more your guiding principles of what it is you need to accomplish this year, and then the promise. So those vision and mission are really internally facing, right? It's your own, it's the stuff you share in your team. It's a chef, you know, it's all of those kind of things internal you have in your meetings, all that kind of stuff. The promise is a little bit different. It's what you share to all of the people, right? And it's, it's outwardly facing. I'll use my promise at Utopia as an example. When you come to Shootopia, we want you to, these four words, look great and feel fantastic. Look great, feel fantastic. That's my promise to you when you walk through the doors of Shootopia. And if you think of it as a client of a shoe store, when you go into the shoe store, what do you want? Well, that's what you want, right? You want to look great and feel fantastic. When you break the promise down into manageable chunks that are easy to communicate, which is something I love working with on people, language. And... I've broken it down into nine letters. So what does that mean? Not only those four words, but what does it mean? It means that when I look in the mirror with my new pair of shoes on, I go, ooh, I look pretty good. Look great, right? And then you close your eyes and you go, ah, those feel fantastic. Look great, feel fantastic. When you use your promise, when it's outwardly facing, it shouldn't just be words, it should be feelings. It should be what you want that person to experience, right? The last three letters are aha. And aha is, I finally found the perfect pair that lets me look great and feel fantastic. I didn't think it was possible. I thought the ones that look good don't feel so great. And the ones that feel good don't look so great. So we're delivering the ooh, the ah, and the aha, which is another way of saying my promise. So think about the different things and how you can relay the promise that you're making to your client for your business. And then we're going to align all these other things to that, which are the other four Ps. Uh, now, now, Pete, it's it's one thing to you know have this written out and talking to our staff about it, but yeah. what what impedes business people from actually getting it done from your experience? Um, a variety of different things. One, um, you noticed that the words that I've picked are very simple. My business is called Simplifying Entrepreneurship. It's like business shouldn't have to be so hard, right? And so when we look at these different things, think about the easy words that are easily memorable for everybody that's involved. 
ooh, ah, and aha is simplifying things down to its very, you know, core. Look great, feel fantastic. It's simplified. If you have a mission statement, a vision statement, all of these different things that are, you know, three pages long, and you asked anybody to repeat those, they would never, including yourself, who wrote it probably, you would never be able to do that. So think about how you can use language with all of these things that simplifies, that's easily repeat, repeatable, and that can be put almost anywhere in any form and is put anywhere in any form. Like uh, that, that's behind our wall. That's on our website. That's, you know, it's on our business cards. It's everywhere so that people understand that and can make decisions by it. Pete, how did you come up with all of this? Uh, through bitter experience? Uh, or did you learn it in uh, some college course? Um, no, the five Ps are, are sort of ones that I've come up with over the years, just of, of being around. All of these different frameworks are, are my own frameworks that I've created. Uh, and it's stuff that, yeah, is anything absolutely unique and absolutely, no, you pick up different things from different places you learn. I'm of the belief, Douglas, that... Business owners should have a never-ending learning mentality, right? And I went to, this is back in the 90s, went to um, a Tony Robbins thing, and he used the word canny, and um, canny, C-A-N-I, which st stood for, and I still remember this, constant and never-ending improvement. And when we look at those kind of things, in, not only in our business, but from a learning perspective, and for those of you that are watching, it's like, hey, I got lots of books behind me. I'm always reading. I take courses. I'm learning along the way. I want to use that for my own businesses, all the different learnings that I've had with the own co my own coaches that I've had along the way, continue to be coached regularly. I find it hard for um, any business coaches who aren't of that sort of irk to continue learning themselves to promote themselves as, as coaches as well. I mean, it, it just, one of those things that has always sort of bothered me it's, it's, here's, here's something for the listener. If you guys are ever thinking of hiring a business coach, ask your coach or ask that person, what is it that they're working on these days? You know, and it's an interesting piece because if they're teaching you stuff that maybe, you know, that they is 15 years old, it may not be relevant anymore. So you want Have to be things staying... changed that radically yeah. so quickly every day, haven't they? You know, there's core unique strategies, there's core frameworks and things like that. But I mean, ChatGPT has changed the world again, and that's only in the last four months. So I mean, all of these things as business leaders, we need to be looking at the next best ten percent, right? The next best 10% that we can adopt and bring into our core, if you think of Pareto's principle of the 80-20 rule, I use this across almost anything. Ditch the lower 10% that's just no longer relative. Really hone up your middle 80% and always be looking for the new 10%, right? Because the new 10% is going to become your 80%, hopefully, or some of it will be. But that's Part of your job as a leader to be looking out for the future, right? And what's coming down the pipe so that you can integrate it into the business and into your services to make your clients' lives better because that's what everybody buys. Everybody buys a better life. And it doesn't matter whether you sell a pair of shoes, whether you sell business coaching, whether you're, you know, you're selling cleaning services like I used to sell, it really doesn't matter. But if you can't phrase it out there so that people are buying a better life, they probably are not going to buy your services.
one of the things that you have to uh, cope with when you are consulting uh, uh, an entrepreneur is helping them make better business decisions. Mm. So you have come up with five F's yeah. You're in that part of the alphabet now. <laughs> I have. <laughs> so, you know, the five F's, this is a new one for me that I've been playing around with, actually, Douglas. I haven't really um, talked a whole lot about this one, but here are the five F's because this is, I'm literally in the background, have sort of the book already aligned and probably will work on that down the road, but here they are. In order, well, I have this one saying that begins the whole premise, which is decisions should be made at the lowest possible level of the organization. And I'll say it again because it's important and let it sink in a little bit. Decisions should be made at the lowest possible level of the organization. And here's where a lot of frustration happens with a lot of business owners. And if you've ever asked yourself this question, which you probably have, we all have, why don't they just make the decision? <laughs> like, it's like, hmm, why aren't they just why aren't they making this decision? Well, it's usually because you haven't aligned and assigned accountability, which is um, uh, an issue. But if you have done that, and if they have a clear understanding of the promise of your business, they probably will be making decisions for the better of the business and the better of your client. But here's how they would sort of align it. If you're thinking of a decision, big or small, what are the, here are the five Fs and we'll talk a little bit about them. They, it's the future, the facts, the figures, the feelings, and the feedback. Future, facts, figures, feelings, and feedback. So what are the future implications of whatever decision, good and bad? Good and bad. List them. Like You don't need to spend a ton of time with this, but sometimes just having a little framework like this allows us to make the decision a little more clear. So one, for cheat number one, good and bad future implications of whatever it is we're thinking about. What are the facts, at least the facts that as we know them right now? And if you need to dig for more and you're maybe not a fact finder, then you use somebody else to find the facts that you need in order to make a better decision. What are the figures? And the figures are the finances, right? So what's, what's this going to cost? And cost doesn't always have a number dollar sign behind it. It could be a cost of time. It could be a cost of personnel. It could be a cost of relationship, right? It, this could cost some issues with your team or your spouse or your kids, or I mean, a variety of different costs. And, and so that's something to think about the feelings. It's a big one. And it's one that often causes us not to make decisions. The feelings, who is either going to win or lose? And how are they going to feel around this decision? And that includes you, the decision maker. And the feedback. Have you garnered enough feedback to make the right decision? And the feedback from the people that are going to help you make the decision and are in the know, understand the promise, are part of your feedback loop. Often one of the things small business owners in particular do is they just go ahead and make the decision without soliciting feedback. And that's a mistake. You know, right. Need... Then it seems like it's it's all top down. And hmm. what ownership does an employee have? None. 
Right. And as our, and we kind of, we habitualize ourselves, Douglas, right? We habitualize ourselves because we have to at the early stages when we're solopreneurs or maybe one or two people or whatever the case is to make all of these decisions. But as the, as the business grows and as we're asking others to make decisions for us, then this kind of stuff in like those four A's that we also have sort of in alignment, it's assess it, address it, align it and assign it. And as you start assigning accountability to others, if they continuously come back and ask you, uh, is this okay? Is this all right? You know, all of those things, then you really haven't assigned accountability. You may have given them a title, but you haven't handed over authority. It's a big difference. And the only way for you to be free as a growing entrepreneur who has a business that's on the rise is if you start actually assigning accountability and assigning authority so that others can make the decisions based on the promise that your business is going to make to your clients. You you have developed uh, an entire universe that goes back and forth between one thing and another. They're not separate lists at all. Being a business owner is all-inclusive. <laughs> and I mean, I think... But sometimes you need to just parse these pieces out, Douglas, you know, so that you can get your thinking straight because clarity, I, you know, clarity creates confidence. And as business leaders and, and makers of decisions, we need the confidence to move ahead because when clarity creates confidence, confidence ignites momentum, right? And Momentum is what we want in our businesses, moving and, this ball ahead so we can move our lives what, ahead. Is that what you are calling the wheel of momentum? Yeah, that's another uh, piece of it. And, and you know, that's another whole framework, but essentially that's the nut of it there. You know, there's uh, six C's around all of that. But, um, you know, the concept, Douglas, is when you have clarity, not only for you as the business leader, but for everybody on your team. Then you can push through some of these things. And you know what? Other people can do it on your team for you because they want to make decisions for you. If, if they're the right cultural fit for your business, if they know what it is you're trying to do and they are bought in, and that's part of the hiring process and firing process if need be, and there's frameworks around all that too. Uh, but, you know, the idea here is that as we get the next best person onto our team that's in full alignment, these are the things, and I'll go back to being a business broker. Your business is most valuable when it runs itself without you making the decisions. When people are looking to buy a business, they don't want to buy a business that when the owner leaves, so does all of the intelligence, so does all of the decision-making ability, so does all of the everything. Because as you can see, I don't have a lot of hair on top of my head anymore. It's all been pulled out. But um, from those early years of being a business owner, but I can say that when you have your process set up, going back to the five Ps, when you have your promise, your product or services if you're a service-oriented business, your process aligned, your people aligned, and the people are your ideal clients, your ideal teammates, 
and all of your ideal outsource suppliers that help deliver that promise to your clients, you will have the right amount of profit. And when the right amount of profit comes, the profit is not only in the dollars, it might be in time, it might be in all these other things that you want as a business owner, whatever they are, they're uniquely yours. That's why you've got into business. That's what people want to buy. They want to buy a turnkey business that just keeps on ticking and they can sit in at their desk the first day they take over and everything just happens. And now they become the strategic partner for the business, maybe not necessarily the operating partner. And I call that moving from operator to owner. And by using a lot of these frameworks and starting to align your business with these kind of things and get all of those crazy thoughts and everything out of your head and onto paper so that other people can act upon them with authority that you've assigned, not just giving them a title. That's when you become free. And most of the business owners that I worked with that wanted to sell their business, they didn't want to sell their business because they thought it was a crum crummy business. They wanted to sell their business because they wanted to be free. They didn't want to work the 50, 60, 70 hours anymore. It's like, I've done this for 30 years. I'm done. But if you're working in your love at some at work and you're doing what you truly want and everybody else is taking care of all those things and you're working the amount of time you want to work in your business because it's your business and you can, why would you ever want to sell it? And, and this is an interesting thing because when it's of most value, it's also most valuable for an investment purpose for you to hold. There is a good point that many, many business owners don't realize. I mean, if you pull you... If you pull you out of it and let's just say you make, I don't know, 50,000 or 100,000 or 200,000, whatever it is, it doesn't matter the size of your business. You pull you out and you hire that operator. So you become the owner, then whatever's left in that business profitability becomes your interest amount of money, essentially. And you're working in your business where you want to work in your business. And I'll use, I mean, I coach to this and I live this. I work in my shoe stores about one day a week. And that's because I want to work in my shoe stores one day a week. I'm not, I, before we hopped on Douglas, I mentioned, I spent the month of Florida or, or March in Florida and uh, down close to where you are. And I mean, I wasn't needed in my shoe stores. We have the things aligned. We have the things assigned. People are making decisions. Stuff's getting bought and sold every day without my involvement. When I want to come back in and when I'm needed, I'm there. I'm still the owner. But ultimately, um, I've got it running on rails. And that's what I want for you, the listener, too. That you can have the business that is running on rails and that you are involved in as much or as little as you want. And when you are involved in it, you're truly doing the things that you love to do, not the things that frustrate you. Now, where can our listeners and viewers get more information? They probably want to reach out and contact you about now. Yeah. Well, to reach out to me, it's really simple. Just go to speaktopete.com. That's speaktopete.com. And you can book in a quick meeting with me. We'll have a little chat. I'll learn a little bit more about your business and how you're running it and all that stuff. And maybe some of the ways that I can help you through some of the things we've talked about today. A um, couple of other ways. Of course, my business is called Simplifying Entrepreneurship. So if you type in that in Google, you will find all kinds of different stuff or on my podcast at Business Owner Breakthrough. Pete, what would you like to add that we haven't had a chance to talk about? Well, one of the things that I just did, um, Douglas, was I came up with a little thing called the 
10 laws of moving from operator to owner. And I, I mentioned operator to owner a couple of times here. And uh, it's a little quick PDF download. And that's my current series on the uh, Business Owner Breakthrough podcast. And if you're thinking of some of the things you might want to think about around becoming a better business owner, you can download that at simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash laws. You've been watching the Biz News Podcast. We welcome your input. Send your email to editor at biznews.com. Thanks for watching.